0: Violence everywhere, riots in the streets, George Floyd ends up at the wrong end of a knee. Welcome to Your Rancher Radio, I'm Jim Watkins. On this episode, we're going to talk about the social shifting that is occurring uh, right before our eyes in this early part of the uh, 21st century, uh, 2020, in the year of our Lord. And so, we see the visuals. We cannot forget how we got here, however. Uh, The nation and the world, indeed, have been enduring a pandemic now for the past, uh, well, almost six months. And many of our communities have been locked in shelter in place. Uh, They have been uh, being given daily data, which tells them that it is no longer safe to go outdoors. And this goes against human nature. Human nature is where we have to move. We are constantly in motion. In fact, all life constantly seeks motion. Um, and, And where we're at here is that right at the beginning of the warmer part of the year, when spring is in full bloom, and we see the images of a man who is at the bottom end of a knee under a police officer in Lake Park, Minnesota. And these images burn into our mind from a, 24-hour media that loves this kind of stuff. Uh, I'm very critical of the media because they do take it upon themselves to uh, overly emphasize an event. There were 12 people shot in Chicago the week before that, not, that didn't get any, any, any reporting to this magnitude. And it's a common occurrence for uh, African Americans to be shot and killed in major cities across the country, it happens every weekend, and as it does to all races, it's death is not uh, death does not is no respecter of persons. Uh, but we do see uh, proportionally a higher degree of fatalities within the black communities. But particularly, it's an economic issue. We know that, and we know that this probably is fueled by somewhat of an economic issue and the fact that. Americans have been shelter-in-place for a few weeks. We've just been allowed to go out in many places. And there's a lot of pent-up emotion. There's a lot of pent-up feelings. There's a lot of angst. And so what we have here is a, a, a combustible situation. And we have an incident that gets played. And where are people? People are at home. What are they doing? They're on their video games. They're on their smartphones. Uh, they're watching television, sometimes doing all three at once many times doing all three at once. And what do they see? They see the images of George Floyd being pinned down by a white police officer who's got one hand in his pocket. Apparently he looks a little bored by the whole situation. And that's all you need. Now, two weeks ago, we also had an incident where two white guys were conducting a citizen's arrest. Was that Alabama? Uh, Georgia? Can't remember. And so that happens... And that sort of gets people a little irritated. And what we're seeing here could be two things. One, it could be just a, uh, I don't want to say a predictable occurrence, but it seems to reoccur every few years. There's always some sort of racial incident that comes up, and you've got Rodney King all over again from 1992. But so the spiritual aspect of all this is that we're fleshing things out continuously. The uh, the Arantia book says that that there's always confusion, uh, in times w- when there's growth and we are growing as, as a, as a people constantly, the relationship between black and white. In fact, if you look in the area of the Urantia book, where it talks about why there are different colored races, if I can risk being a little bit in correct here is because those antagonisms actually create circumstances that force us to reconcile our differences. If I was a black American, I would have been very upset seeing that video played over and over and over because I would think this is a great symbol of how I'm being oppressed, and especially since I've been shelter in place for the last few weeks. I gotta get out of here. Now, the writing is different because the writing is. A direct offspring of that pent-up emotion. Those people that are looting and doing everything that they're doing, I think that has more of a connection to the pandemic and the fact that people have been locked indoors. And they've also had limited ability to make money. And so there's that apprehension of get what you can, why you can, because it may not be there tomorrow. And so you've got those people who are sort of taking advantage of the George Floyd situation. And The result therein is you've got a mixture of two. And then another third element, which are the people who are Antifa, people who are just about revolution anyway. And they're seizing the opportunity to be revolutionaries because being a revolutionary means that you're part of history and it gives you a sense of emboldenment, that you're, you're fighting for a cause that you believe in because, frankly, you have no other thing to believe in. You know, America is filled with people who don't believe in anything. And so they're going to join whatever cause gets them excited and stirred up. So we're seeing a confluence of three different things. The actual upset anger from the black community over yet another example of a white officer or a white person taking advantage and oppressing the black man, which is something that we are going to have to reconcile and will continue to reconcile. We also have a media that once they realized the pandemic was losing its appeal because the numbers were starting to drop, they shifted their cameras and they focused in on George Floyd. And proof of that is the fact that the week before, there were 12 murders in Chicago and not one major news uh, network reported it that that I saw. Maybe they did. Maybe it was on the rolling ticker. The chyron at the bottom of the screen. So you have to take that into perspective. Society is going through a lot of changes right now. We are, as the Arantia book, quivering on the brink of discovery. And we are also enduring a secular age. The leaders of our country are political. They're not moral. And because of that, we're seeing more immoral behavior. The immoral behavior in this situation are people who are taking advantage of the fact that there's a real discussion, a real debate that needs to be taking place over George Floyd and, and the attitude uh, of, of people in general, but also in the black community, there has to be some debate over why we're seeing African Americans on TV looting. Why are we seeing that? Who, who, where are these people coming from? that they feel that they can take advantage of the fact that there is a racial issue going on over here, so I'm going to get what I can get over here. How do you think that looks to the rest of America? What do you think those optics look like? There they go again. That's what it looks like. So that has to be a debate within the black community. There's a way to protest in this country. There is a completely legitimate way to protest, and we all know the way it is. We all know the right way to protest through the ballot box. It is not through the antagonisms of burning down buildings and taking things that aren't yours and destroying people's livelihoods because you want something. That's not cool. That doesn't work. That's not spiritual. That's not a way to conduct yourself in the freest country in America. We shouldn't look like a third world nation when something like this happens. What we should look like are intelligent adults who can have a debate, have a discussion about why things like this with George happened. And also, George Floyd had a track record, which nobody seems to want to talk about, but he was a third-time felon. He left Texas, probably because he knew if he was ever caught uh, breaking a law, he would be three strikes, and he'd have the rest of his life in a Texas penitentiary. And he went to Minneapolis, and of all things, forging checks. So he's immediately, I don't know how long he'd been in Minneapolis, but he's breaking the law. It didn't warrant the, uh, the officer and the way he was treated. There's no question about that. It did not warrant that. But you put yourself, and I tell my kids this, you put yourself in a position where you're breaking the law, the consequences can sometimes be more dire than you even expect because you're dealing with people, and people are at their core imperfect. And that uh, police officer was imperfect. And he did not use wisdom and sagacity. And he did not understand the position that he was in and what was expected of him because he was in that position. And so this is a lesson from the perspective of where we are as a society. We're, uh, we're meeting out injustice. And it's appropriate it's an appropriate stage. We have to go through this. We have to weed out those, uh, those differences between our races. We have to learn. the. Uh, but th- th- before, I, before I say we have to do all of this stuff, let's also look at the media for just a moment and then we'll close it out. The media has to look at this stuff. They're not very wise in their execution. They overblow things. They fan the flames. They do it because they want the story. They're culpable. And to me, that is a greater evil because they are deliberately, deliberately fanning the flames of emotion. And that is a responsibility that they have to curtail. They have to be responsible and not constantly show a video over and over and over and over, which is what they do. They will play something. Everybody has an image of something burned in their mind from the media. So there used to be a thing called restraint and you know as growing up i would see newspapers from other countries where they would show really bloody gore violence on the front page and we never did that in america that wasn't the way that we approached the news we didn't try to rile but rile people up and stir things up so we have a lot of maturing to do on that front. That's going to do it for this edition of uh, Urantia Radio. Today, a spiritual aspect of all of this is that it is evolution, not revolution, that will save us. Evolution, not revolution. I'm Jim Watkins. Join me again soon right here on Urantia Radio, the podcast.